from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Jesse. You and I today and tomorrow. Can't wait. We may have to get back to Bears and some Cubs maybe tomorrow, but we'll, we'll get to it today. I promise. Calling all cars. Yes. Calling all cars. <laughs> We've got ourselves an incident, an accident, an incident, an allegation. You know, it, We've it, got all types of stuff going it, on. And in, in 2023, in our daily lives, this is as bad as it gets minus a health issue in your family and or something. And we might right? have a who's the douche working in this situation, too, Yeah, which yeah. is always the double bubble. Yeah. Um, so give us the breakdown. What happened? I, we are at State Lake at our at our studios just outside of, of uh, Chicago Theater and around the corner. There's a Starbucks and there's some public parking. So I parked my car there again, just across the street, basically from the station. I went into Starbucks. I got myself uh, a little box for lunch right. uh, with the soft boiled eggs and I right. got myself a coffee. And in that moment, I do remember as I grabbed my coffee, putting my iPhone in my back pocket, at least I think I did. Now, I'm wearing a couple shirts. I had a jacket on. You got some on, layers. You got, got some, some layers. layers. And whether I got it in the pocket or not, I'm not sure. But fast forward 10 minutes later, I'm talking to you and Danny Zetterman, our our content manager upstairs. We're going over the, the great show we had planned. And all of a sudden, I don't know where my phone is. You, you, I got my phone. Danny's got his phone. You're looking for your phone. You can't find your phone. Can't find it. The panic sets in. Panic sets the in. The panic sets in where you're starting to search the whole body. As a every crevice on Jesse's body was searched. As you know, my day job is the baseball reporter here, and when you're a reporter in the field, your, your phone important. is your life. Lifeline. It's your lifeline. Your phone is, is your life. So I am panicking. I retrace my steps. You and Danny went across the street. Went across back to Starbucks. They called it from there. We've called it multiple times. It is ringing. Called my wife, who of course has the track my she's iPhone. Got a tracker, you know, because she's just tracking. in case you get she's kidnapped. Tracking. You're oh, very yeah, that, important. That's why she's tracking. In ESPN, in case you get kidnapped. <laughs> that's why she's tracking it. In any case, she sees it on the move. It's Basically on the move. Basically, moving south from where we are at State and Lake. Uh, I think it moved over to Michigan and then south towards Adams. Uh, my latest yeah, east and south. What's the latest? The latest one from got. my wife. She keeps. Dropping me the pin or right. whatever. She's dropping pins. 1717 South Wabash. 1717 South Wabash. I'm trying to, what's, what do you think the uh, uh, cross street is for that? I'm uh, trying to look we got to get that up right away. I mean, uh, you know, we got somebody on it's this. Near the South Loop Animal Hospital. That's what, that's what I got. Near uh, Firestone Complete Auto Care. It's over there. So... Yeah, it's just north of 18th Street. Yeah. Uh, we What we've pieced together with these uh, pins that keep dropping, Jesse, is mm-hmm. this uh, individual is on foot. Because about, what, 45 minutes ago, the pin was dropped at Adams in Michigan? Yeah. 
which would make sense that this individual was walking south, uh, not in an automobile, because they'd be moving much faster than the way that they are right now. So I'm picturing several things in my head. One, this guy's calling Jed Hoyer right now. You know, I got all those phone numbers in there. Or two, um, uh, there's a breaking story that I'm getting a text from an agent on, and I'm, I'm not, like, I'm freaking out right now, as anybody would be that's lost their phone like this. And so, I mean, what are the chances? I mean, I guess it's 50-50. You run into a good Samaritan or you don't. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, 50 Do you think it's 50-50? He's a block away right now I'd from like the 1st District Chicago Police Department. I'd like to think there are, it's a more than 50-50 chance you run into a good Samaritan. Yeah. And we've been calling it. It's been ringing, so it's not been turned off. My wife's tracking it. I'm it's two miles. Semi-livid right live now. It. You would be semi-livid. It's two miles here from now. Do we have anybody in the vicinity of the uh, of 1700 South Wabash? If we do, we could use your help right now. Why couldn't it be a good Samaritan? Why couldn't it have been a good Samaritan? I don't understand. Did you text the phone and say, hey, bring it Danny to ESPN did. Studios? Danny, he texted it, right? This he guy's heading it. south. I've been calling it. We've been texting it. Now, what I'm worried about is... There's information in there, obviously, obviously. personal information, right? all types of information, a password or two, that kind of thing. But they can't get in. Right. You're please tell me they can't get in. the I'm assuming with the technologies that are available today via the phone, mine locks me out all the time. And if I don't know to pass, I can't get back in. Okay. so my phone locks me out all the time. Okay. And then I got to type in my password to get back in there. I'd like to know from our listeners, tech tech people, can they get in? Is there any way they can get in? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Experts in the field, give us a ring. How precarious of a situation is Jesse Rogers' information on that phone? Will we see the the like the WikiLeaks, the Rogers leaks? <laughs> Will we see the Rogers leaks out there? <laughs> more important is than this th- a future Julian Assange more, more, that has your phone? More important than that, will I be broke by the end of this show? Will I? Will my bank accounts be drained by the end of this show? Because yeah, oh, obviously boy. you have apps on there and stuff. Um, that oh well that that's the good thing. Okay, so obviously you could punch in my password or my thumb. You know. So they can't do the thumb, but... You didn't do the facial dual recognition? They do the facial. They you don't do have facial. both? I have the thumb and a, and, a, and a passcode. They will not guess my passcode. It is not my kids' names, anything right, like that. Right, it's nothing like that. They will not guess my passcode. Thank right, and God the Apple's for just numbers, right? So yeah. you'd be thinking birth dates and stuff right. like that. It's yeah. not. I will give that hint. It's not. So good luck. You're going to give a hint. Don't well, help I'm just them. saying, it's not obvious. You're so. going to give a hint. What? <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. It's not Let me this. help you guys out. In, in case you're trying to break time. into the phone, yeah. let, let me give you an, a hint. Right now, this All guy's right. in an alley by the 1st District Chicago Police Department an trying update, to get in. An update from my wife. Wife, It's at 2101 South State. 2101 South State. This so guy is, yeah, they're moving south. It's just directly south of us. Someone capture this guy. It's about 23 blocks away from where we're at right now. Now, here's the funny thing. Bristol sent me a new phone that I haven't set up yet. So all my people here are saying, Chris, right, that I will be okay once I set up that phone. Everything better be in the cloud. Please. It's got to be. Yeah, it should be. Better be in the cloud. If you're using Find My iPhone, it should be backed up. Right, right. Okay, so those are the questions. Will it be backed up? Can anybody get into it? Sir Mac Road. Sir Mac Sir Road Mac and Road. State Street. Yeah, 22 West Sir Mac. That's where you're at. My wife is just updating me. 22 West Sir Mac. We may have to call it on the air a few times today, Yerk. Look, sometimes life takes over the show, and today might be one of those is days. Is anybody by Reggie's or the White Castle down there? 
<laughs> you see a man with a phone. 22 West Cermak. So definitely moving south. Oh, he's boy. going to Chinatown. That's where he's going. 312-332-3776. You know that's where he's heading, right? Well, he's going to Chinatown. That's fine if he wants to go have a nice lunch as long as we can connect he or her and, and, and return the phone. But my biggest question is, will can they get in and will I be okay when I set up a new one? Well, that's what you talk to the experts I mean, about. I plug it in every night. I do the wait reboots. Minute. Wait a minute. You and Abdallah were experts at some point, right, Black? Black Me and, and Abdallah, Abdallah were experts. I thought you guys were the experts. Well, and, 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 what stores were there that you guys were experts at? I, I worked at Apple like seven years ago. Okay, there you go. That's, there seven, we that's, go. That's more than we've worked at You're Apple. You're an yeah. expert. Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. log into your right. uh, Apple, Apple ID account. on the new phone, and you should be fine. You I'm one of these people fine. that I don't even remember my Apple ID, but I can. Well, that might be a problem. Got some help for us. Tony, Tony's in Nashville. He's an expert. Hey, how's it going? Long time listener. I'm in Nashville. Thanks. Um, I used to work for Apple as well. You need. You can go to your computer there in the station. Go to iCloud.com. Okay. And you can sign in as long as you use Find My iPhone. You can mark it as lost, and it completely locks it. There's no way they can ever get into that phone. Okay. So I have to go to uh, iCloud. iCloud.com? So, yeah, type in your information yep. and type in, what, yep. my phone number or my Apple ID or nope. something? It'll be your Apple ID, which is your email address Oh, okay. um, that you use for purchases and things like that, and then your Apple ID password. Okay. And then just go to the, the Find My section, and you can find your phone, and you can put it in. Market is lost. There's Apple no ID, way they can get what into it. My Apple ID password is in my notes section in my phone. That's lost right now. Well, I'll figure it that's out. That's a horse of a that's a horse of a different color. Right, there, true. I would say you need to have that memorized. Yeah, I think um, I have it. I think I have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So iCloud. And then next, next suggestion is yeah. get a phone with the Face ID. That's I mean. Nobody can rip your face off. Oh, face ID. But I should be okay now. They're not going to guess my passcode. And then the other thing is my thumb. I should be okay, right? You're solid. Long-time Cubs fan. Uh, I was here. I I live like maybe a minute away from where the winter meetings took place, and I was listening in. You guys are great. Well, you should have came by and said hi because I was kind of bored there. I didn't want to bother. I thought the Cubs and Sox were going to do something that week. Thanks for the call, Tony. Thanks, Tony. We're still waiting. We're still waiting, Yurko. Yeah, well, I'm not disheartened. I, I've become accustomed to the Cubs and the Sox not doing anything and sitting on their hands. Mm-hmm. Cubs and the Sox, unfortunately, both teams are looking for deals. And you know what you do when you wait all day? You've got 275 baseball players that need to find a home. And so, then get you get some cheap deals at so, the end of it all. Someone said to me, look, the White Sox, a friend said this to me, White Sox act like a small market team and the Cubs act like a mid-market team, you know, that they're not swimming in the deep end of the pool. But that's for another segment. Let's go to Robert in Franklin Park. You're on ESPN 1000, Robert. You there? Robert. Robert, going once. No, he's not. He hasn't been activated. Hold on oh, now. Let him get to the There we there go, Robert. Robert, how are you? I'm, I'm new at this. Go ahead, Robert. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, um... Jesse, you have a watch uh, that's paired with the phone? No, I don't. I don't. Because uh, I was going to say, you know, if someone would just take your watch, you know, go to that corner area, and on your watch you hit find my phone, your phone just starts beeping super right. loud. Yep. Yeah, and then don't we go find it. the guy, and then we pummel him. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife gave me a watch for a gift a while back, and, and we, were, we were riding. And you didn't use it. No, listen, no, I, was, I used it. We were riding our bikes, and I rode past like a... A pole, yeah, and I, it, it, I smashed my hand in the pole and smashed the watch. So go to line five, Jess. Go to bad, line five. I'm having line a five. bad year when it comes to the line electronics. Five. Line five. Line Tom. five is Tom in Cermak. You have the phone, Tom. 
No, I'm here at Cermak and Clark. There's two people on the phone walking right now. <laughs> well, let me text my Clark. wife. Yeah, find out exactly where it's Because it was at 22 at. West Cermak last, she said. That means they're heading west. I, yep. I mean, what can you get for a banged up? Like, it's got some cracks and all that. Probably $120. Oh, Jesus. $120 doesn't matter. You know what? New phones cost like 800 you know? You, you know what they say about karma? This guy's gonna, girl's going to have it coming to him. They, they, I mean, come on. All right. Let's get a location from the yeah, wife. Yeah. All right? Okay. So I know in... she's been diligent. He's there. She's, yeah. He's on Cermak yeah. right now. And do you see? Okay, I'm approaching Wentworth. There's like six, seven people walking with phones. Yeah. How do we, how do we identify? Well, it doesn't matter. Right now, we're going to find I mean, it. I, we want this person to accost this. We, we want to send a pinger out to We him. want Tom to accost this person, but we don't know Not who Not a cost. <laughs> we want him to address. Address is different than a cost. All right, what's the wife say? My wife's on a delay. You know, she's probably on the phone, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, being on the she phone is no good. She may not even be listening good. right being now. Being on the phone is no good. She's, she's. Honey, if you're listening, she's text me. Where are we this. now? Where are we now? We got Tom on the prowl. All right, Tom. Tom, I'm going to put Tom, you on hold. Keep listening, Tom. Yeah, keep listening. Because okay. we'll be able to get you. Yeah, let's go to, oh, I like this one. Tony's going to make me feel better. Tony, who's on the road. What's happening, Tony? Hey, they, they're never going to be able to get in and get your information if it's password protected. The the FBI or CIA couldn't get into one of those uh, one of those mass shooters' phones because they they right. thought he was a terrorist, so they were trying to break into his phone. They couldn't get in. They were begging Apple to create like a master yes. key okay. to unlock it, and Apple wouldn't do it. If if the FBI couldn't do it, I think you'll be okay. Okay, all right. As long as I have a passcode and it wasn't open, but when they found the phone, which I don't think it was. Yeah. But even then, it locks. Your right. phone will lock. Right. My phone locks itself like yeah, every the, two minutes. Right, exactly. Once the, one thing, the one thing that they could do is they could, like, wipe it, like, factory reset it, like, some, some it doesn't take a genius to figure that out, and and then they can restart it, and it's basically a brand new phone completely wiped. But right. they're, they're not going to get but it. But not sure information. information. Okay. I can live with that if yeah. they wipe it. That's what I want them to do at this point, as long as it's in the <laughs> iCloud. So my wife just texted and said South Loop, Chicago, Illinois. There was no address. No right. address, South yeah. Loop, Chicago. So That's we're not in South good. Loop. But we, we know the area it's in. Let's go to Jim in the West Loop. Jim, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, that young man couldn't be any more wrong. You know what happens to stolen phones? What? They end up in the back room of you break, we fix locations for 50 bucks, and they break into them. Really? And you need to remote you need to remote wipe that thing as quickly as you possibly can. And I'm not going to tell you why I know all this. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Oh god. One person makes me feel better, yeah. one person brings me down. Well, we'll do the safest thing you but can. I can't, I can't remote wipe it. But can I remote wipe it before I get to the iCloud on my new phone? That's what I yeah. worry about. Yeah, that's why yeah. it's on the cloud. Right. Okay. We're going to take a break. I'm going to remote wipe my phone. <laughs> All right. And we'll come back with more of this in the Bears. Jesse sitting in for Carmen. It's Carmen and Yurko. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Carmen's off this week. Jesse Rogers sitting in today and tomorrow. I'll be with Yurko. Um, We took a left turn at the beginning of the show because I lost my phone moments before we went on the air and it's been on the move uh, moving south from State yeah, Lake where we're located. South. Yes. So, I don't Did know. you wipe? No, not yet. I gotta still figure it out. I'm just hoping they can't get into it that quickly, so I'll figure it out. 
312-332-3776. I need to distract myself with something less stressful. If you can believe it, the Chicago Bears. Your coach. It's well, less stressful to talk well, about them. That's how stressful it is I'll to lose your I'll tell you what phone. less stressful is now that they're out, basically been eliminated. Basically, I say yeah. basically because yeah. there's a lot of crazy things that need to happen for them. First of all, the craziest thing is that they're going to win three games in a row. And a team that's been incapable right. of winning three games in a row, right. the most surprising thing would be three victories in a row. So that's the first impossibility. Then there's another of other, other teams that, gotta, that have to lose twice in the final three games. For the for the Bears to be able to make it, so I, I don't even know why we're talking about it. Has been eliminated by Cleveland, so there's no pressure on anybody. There's really no pressure on the Chicago Bears right now. They're going to play the string out, play out the season. Decisions will be made on Monday if they haven't already been made, January eighth, mm-hmm. and we'll see what the, what the bloodletting looks like, who is and who is not here. And then go about the business trying to figure out what you want to do at your quarterback position. Yeah, I don't think it's a hot take to say there will be change. I mean, there's change on good teams many times. On this team, there will be change. The question is, how dramatic? Is it the head coach? Is it the offensive coordinator? Is it all of them, all of the above? Is it even the GM, which I highly doubt? I think you you doubt that too, right? Ryan Poole's yeah. probably not going anywhere. No, I don't think he just Ryan made a, He made a bad trade last He's year. He made a anywhere. good trade this year. You know, yes. Here's my hot take, Yerk. I haven't been on the air in a while. Um, and I want to I want to run it by you. I mean, I, I don't think it's a lot different than, than what many people think. And this week did not change anything um, in terms of what I'm thinking about this team. And the only the only question to me is is about the head coach. But when it comes to the quarterback, my feeling, Yurko, and, and let me tell you where I started. I was not a big Fields fan coming out. And I'm not saying I'm over the top a big fan of his now. But I do think he's proven to have a, a unique set of skills. That's helpful. And he's proven to be capable most of the time, lately especially. The passer rating's better. Everything's better. They showed the graphic on, on the, on the, during the game, the right, pa- past right. 17 as opposed to the first 17. So here's my point, and I, and I hope this makes sense. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I want your take on it, Yurko. I want every, everyone else's take. Look, Yurko, if they only had the top pick in the draft and no cap room, and and not a lot of other picks, not a lot of other assets, so to speak, you know, then I would say roll the dice on a generational quarterback. If you think it, he might be, roll the dice, because if you get one, he'll make everybody better. Patrick Mahomes is the best example of that. But the bottom line is they have all these other things going for them. Cap space, multiple picks, including maybe another top one. Don't waste it on a quarterback. Instead, Build the best team around Fields and let him be just capable. Why do we? Why does it have to be all or nothing with Fields? Maybe he's not an All Pro, but he's also not a bum. He's somewhere in between right now with the chance to even get better. So that's my point. It'd be one thing if you only had the top pick, but you have a lot of things going for you. Build around him. And here's my final thing because I will use this example all day long. Yurko, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's fine. He's accurate. He's good. But you could do the whole switch teams, put fields on them, on the Niners, put Purdy on the Bears. My point is they have built a machine around Brock Purdy with a great coach, and he and they are succeeding. I think you could do the same with Fields. I think when you do, you talk about San Francisco, when it, they, they've been able to identify the quarterback situation, they're willing to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, and they were willing to move on from Trey Lance after making a big major investment in Trey Lance because they don't believe Brock Purdy is just a guy that they built a lot of wonderful things around, but because they believe Brock Purdy can run their offense the best. 
Brock Purdy was also the last player taken in the draft. You know, he wasn't the 11th player taken in the draft the way Justin Fields was. So when you make an investment at 11, you anticipate it to really kind of work out a lot better than if it was the last player taken in the draft. San Francisco has been able to identify his particular skill set. He's been able to respond since he's come in at quarterback. So I don't know if the comparison between the two are exactly correct. I think Brock Purdy, in your scenario, is not getting enough credit for being one hell of a quarterback. Uh, but we saw how human everybody is when your left tackle and your best receiver are gone. Exactly. Now, now all of a sudden yeah. you've got to make decisions under duress, and that's a problem. So do, does life get better if you give Justin Fields more time? I think so. Or does he become more confused? I think everything... <laughs> no, I'm serious. Know, right? It's a good or point. Or does he become more confused it, back It's there. a good point. I, right. I, again, I didn't start as a huge Fields fan. I'm right. not any more right. than I was back then. But I I've think... already, four weeks ago, I called for both Eberflus and for Fields to come back. I've yeah. called for both of yeah, us. I know you have. So yep. now I put myself in a situation where I want Justin Fields to come out in the next three games and really kind of reestablish himself as that guy. Cleveland, going against Cleveland's tough. Purdy against Cleveland yeah. was tough. Yeah. Most teams going up against Cleveland, their quarterback is not going to play his best game of the year. Okay, that's just the facts. Okay, so come back out here in these three games, reestablish yourself again as the guy, both with your feet and both with your arm. Get out there, complete some balls, give your guys a chance to make some plays. He gave his guys chances to make plays in the last game. Tiny and decided he wasn't going to make a play. Oh, my God. Scott on the side, the Add ball was high. 70 more yards to Fields' stats. The ball, yes, the ball was high. I thought Scott still had a chance to come down with that. But if the throw's a little bit better, I think he does come down with that. And now you're on the 50-yard line making things look good for yourselves um, in that situation. There's also another situation, Mooney, if Mooney can come down with the catch and such a positive spin on what happened on Sunday. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. Come out and play his ass off. Play your ass off. Then the Bears have all the flexibility in the world to do what they want. Yeah. No, somebody might love Fields that's out there and think Chicago's not using them the correct way. And they're going to come in and they're say, this is what we'll give you for Fields, because we love him. We think he's something. We'll give you this. Now you go about the business yeah, with their first pick. You've got three first-rounders now. You've got more draft equity. You can identify a quarterback you want, not necessarily Caleb Williams. Maybe somebody's in love with Caleb Williams. You move down and you create even more because the Bears have needs. Yeah. Okay, and it's not simply just need at the quarterback position if that's what you want to take a look at. They've got to find a stud left tackle because I don't, I'm not sold on Braxton Jones. You've got to find a center. Now, whether you go free agency or whether you, uh, or you address that in the draft, you've got to be able to do that. You still need another complimentary pass rusher probably coming from the inside or the exterior. You might have the exterior, but you need another stud coming up the middle of the field. Uh, you've got development coming from those guys. If you let go of uh, uh, Eddie Jackson, you're probably going to need to recognize that you need to get a safety. I think you've got young guys on this team when everybody was hurt that came in and, and did a decent job of stepping in this year. Uh, if you don't keep Jalen Johnson, you're going to have to find yourself a corner. So, you know, there's a number of different questions. You need a receiver. I mean, dare I say the elephant in the room, uh, Mooney hasn't worked out here. Mm-hmm. He, the, the fields can't find him for whatever reason there is or there isn't, but they just can't find him. He can't be found on the field as a second receiver uh, on this team. Yeah. You know, there's a better chance of finding a tight end or a running back. After they can't find DJ Moore. It's just proven out in the statistics. Yeah. Nobody's got to say anything about it. Just the statistics will tell you that it's DJ Moore. 
it's Cole Komet, it's running backs, and then it's it. the second or yeah. third receiver that's going to be found. So there's a number of different other areas. I want him to play his best three games, and you can make a decision on him moving forward. Which helps make my point. There are a number of other areas. So why, I don't want to use the word waste, but why use a pick on another quarterback when this guy is getting better, is at least serviceable, which is at least what you could say about Brock Purdy. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. I mean, I watched the Niners game off and on the other night, and just the first touchdown I think it was. I mean, Debo Samuel runs a route. He's wide open. A little flick pass, nothing. You, to the Robert left. Tanyan was wide open. Right, exactly. So you upgrade the roster. Robert Tanyan. Travis Scott was wide open. Right. And, and, and Tanyan can't catch a ball, and he's known for catching everything. So that's what I'm saying. You get yeah. your version of Debo Samuel, you know, which is, might be Marvin Harrison Jr. for all we know. So upgrade everybody around. There are two ways to win in the NFL. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl. Have an incredible team around the quarterback or have the generational quarterback that makes everyone better. And without a sure thing in Williams, I wouldn't do it when, you, when, when I don't have to. Because I can't build the team he around started, fields. Brock Purdy has started 19 games. He's 16-3. and three. <laughs> He's thrown for 42 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. His quarterback rating is, geez, a whopping 115.4. <laughs> he only throws for 224 yards a game, and it starts. I, I, look, maybe I'm selling him short, Yurko, but at least we can, we can all agree he's at least in part a product of the system and the coach. In part. He's got a skill set no one saw, considering he drafted last. But 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 he's got. I mean, trade Shanahan and Purdy to the Bears and put Fields and Eberflus on the Niners, and and I, I bet the Bears are that much better. So I I do look at the coaching and the scheme on offense as a major factor here, and the Bears are sort of coming up short, but their personnel is is also coming up short. So I I think I like the idea of taking this unique skill set that Fields has, continue to build around him, and then maximizing it. I think that's the criticism of the Bears and Luke Getzke. They're wow. not maximizing what they have right so, now. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to understand you. I'm trying to... You're saying Brock Purdy is a result of Kyle Shanahan. And if Brock Purdy went to Miami, he wouldn't be successful. I'm just trying to understand exactly what well, you're no, saying. Well, no, I didn't say Miami because Mike McDaniel is pretty good on okay. offense. Okay. I'm saying if he came to Chicago, he would not Only be successful. Only Chicago specifically. Well, but you're not bringing him here. You're, you're bringing him with Kyle Shanahan. Well, that, you that, said if you're doing a trade in a trade, San Francisco would be nothing and Chicago would be something. What I'm saying is you need an offensive mind to, to, to maximize what Fields has. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying if you do trade quarterbacks... The teams are no different. That's my. That's my. The teams what if are I different. told you that? But if you brought Shanahan with them, what if the I Bears to, would be better. What if I told you Justin Fields is a different type of quarterback, and Kyle Shanahan would then have to tweak yes. his offense. He would have to change. I have no problem. His and I offense. trust Shanahan to be able to do that. And then Brock Purdy can't do what Justin Fields can do in certain Did, areas. Didn't Shanahan take Gar- Garopp with the Niners to the Super Bowl with Gar- Garoppolo? Right? Yeah, he went to Garoppolo. Okay. With him. And yes. so, what did he do? He changed his offense with Purdy. And right? I mean, it's not the same exact offense. He's adjusted it with his different quarterbacks. I trust Shanahan to do that. It's it, it's been somewhat obvious they have not maximized uh, their their abilities on offense this year. Well, I'm just saying they're two different types of quarterbacks. Yes, I trust okay, Shanahan. And I'm to saying max polar opposites. Yeah. So he would have to change 180 degrees, not like okay. 10 degrees of separation. I think, I think he could between do that. the two guys. You, he would have to flip his. Don't you think he could offensive philosophy? But would he want to? Or would he want to find out what they've done 
in San Francisco is found the quarterback to fit their system. Right. They haven't changed their system. They found a quarterback that fit their system okay. finally. And they were willing to change. Jimmy only took them so far. And they weren't they weren't happy with it. So they went and they said, let's make a move for Trey Lance. Trey Lance got one start here in Chicago, got hurt. They decided he wasn't enough, even though we gave up a ton for him. Then they found Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy came in and just absolutely has, has taken the world by storm, right? Yeah. And so now they're satisfied with Brock Purdy and willing to say goodbye to everybody else. 312-332-3776 if you want to sound off on this or if you found my phone, give us a call on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Carmen and Yurko Jesse sitting in for Carmen over the next two days here. Noon to two. Waddle and Sylvie from two to six. Black and Abdallah are here from six to eight. So... I find it interesting that, that you're okay with Eberflus and and Fields back. Because I'm not completely anti 100% get rid of Eberflus. Because it's all, I, people hate when I make Cubs comparisons. But there's a little bit of David Ross going on here. There's a lot of good going on. There's been improvement. But there's been fourth quarter meltdowns. Well, I, I, there, I don't disagree with wins you. wins left on the table, as Jed Hoyer said. The hardest thing to do in this league is win games and solidify them in the fourth quarter. It's the most difficult thing in the world to do. And it's proven very rough for the Chicago Bears this year who have found themselves in a situation that they could close out games in the fourth quarter where they'd be a whole lot better than they actually are right now. The, the only way I'd be okay with uh, uh, with keeping the coaching staff intact is if, it, if the learning experience they're getting this year transform them into a winning team next year. Like, as long as he's learning, but you can't guarantee me that. We might go into next year and they're bad in the first quarter. Or they might be bad again in the fourth quarter. Like, if he has holes in his coaching game, they may show up in different places well, we can't as long even as predict. You, as long as you acknowledge that 2022 was just a lost season on all parts because of their their hunger to get the number one pick, which they got right. they turned into then multiple players. this is players. your first year of right. sort of learning. Right. You're taking a look at your guys and, you know, you've improved your team. And um, do they believe in each other? Do they believe in what they're doing? Um, that sort of thing. You know, because you can't... You, you, look... They're not going to have three double-digit leads next year in the fourth quarter and lose them. The odds say that Here's won't happen. Here's what I do. I go to my receivers, and I ask them, what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? This is what I do. If I'm Ryan Pulse, okay. I know what I think about Justin Fields. I go to my receiver, DJ Moore. What do you think? Is it good enough? I go to Cole Komet. Is it good enough? Yeah, I go to veteran guys. Guys have been around a little bit. Not young guys that might have a little bit of you know too much attitude. I ask him, what, what do you think? Is it good enough? Can he, can he do it? And find the answers. Find the answers. Like I said, I want Justin Fields to play well. I've got all my options available in the offseason. Yeah. Lots of options in the offseason. The fifth-year option needs to be picked up by May 2nd. You know? Yeah. Season ends when? For the Bears, it'll end January 8th. Mm-hmm. I've got four months. Plus the draft. Before yeah. I've got a I got free agency and yeah, the draft. Yeah. And yep. then I've got a fifth year option decision to make on my quarterback. If I haven't well, I mean, at that point you're either recommitting to your quarterback or you're doing something with your quarterback. Yeah, taking the coaching angle out of it for me, I've cho- I've chosen a path. I'd build around fields. I would build a Niners way, type of team around Schefter, fields. Schefter Schefter has also said 
that uh, Luke Etsy's not coming back this next year. Oh, okay. He's not coming back. Yeah. That's what Schefter okay. reported. And so then I would find the quarter the, the coordinator that can max out Fields' ability. It doesn't seem like they've done that. Let's go to Brad in Carbondale. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, yeah, I was just calling about what you said about Justin Fields going to San Francisco and being a better quarterback. Yeah. So why didn't Trey Lance work out? Why, why didn't they? Well, why didn't, listen, why didn't Garoppolo work out? Yeah. Why didn't Trey Lance right, work out? But, Garoppolo took him to a Super Bowl and they weren't happy with him. Right, right, right. Well, so the point is well, that they finally. Say, who's to say Justin Fields would work out? Well, I, I wouldn't say that at all. I, I think that's a different type of. Uh, you need a different type of offense if you're going to have Justin Fields running your, 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 your show. It's the way it is. And they, when they got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, they adjusted their offense specifically to take the best of what Lamar Jackson gave them. And that's what you've got to be able to do with Justin Fields. By the way, that was the guy I wanted to be the head coach. What was his name? Roman? The, uh, Roman Gabriel. Gabriel with our offensive coordinator when Lamar was at his best. And he won MVP. That's who I wanted because... It wasn't Roman Gabriel. Roman Gabriel's oh, an old quarterback uh, yeah. in the <laughs> no. NFL. Who was it? What's his name? Uh, Gary... Was it Gary? Wasn't it Roman Greg, something? Greg Roman? Greg Roman. Greg Thank Roman. you. Greg Thank Roman was, was the coordinator. With, that's who I wanted for the Bears head coaching position. So I'm with you. You have to find the guy that's going right. to maximize his yeah. abilities. I think Kyle Shanahan could do what that. What kind of quarterback is Justin Fields? Let me get the best out of Justin Fields that I can get out of him. I'm going to design my offense that brings out the very best of what Justin Fields can do. Let's go to Sal in Peoria. You're on ESPN 1000. Sal, what's up? Good morning, fellas. Johnny Handsome. When I was overseas, my friend, spent a lot of time overseas. If I've got a guy on my team who's excellent at technical and mechanical breaching, I've got another guy who's the the communication guy. He's clear, calm, and concise. I've got another guy who's great with field interrogation. If I have a new leader come in every two years and and try to take the guy's strengths and what they're good at and, and veer them away from what they're excellent at, and try to force them into a into a square that I've got set, we're never going to get the best out of those people. And the reason I say this is I feel like the Bears, from the time we've drafted Fields until now, we have failed him. We failed him with Getsy. We failed him with Eberflus, with Poles, Pace, Nagy. Nobody has ever truly come in, in my opinion, and found out what is this guy excellent at? How can I, as a leader, help develop this this young man, and if I can't do it, who can I bring in that is going to be able to work around him? It seems like in Chicago, what we want to do is we want to bring him in. If it's not instant gratification, we're ready to throw him out. And we're on to the next best thing. I'm with and that's Sale. what I really hate. Yeah, I'm with Sale, and I'm again wasn't the biggest Fields fan, but there is a unique skill set there that has been maximized. Think about it, Yurko. They hired a guy that worked with Aaron Rodgers for all those years, and then they hired a defensive coordinator to be the head coach it's 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 not maximizing the situation at hand and his unique skill set thanks for the call i liked it sale do, do, what, you, do you agree well i'm not arguing i'm telling okay. you this is the system that needs to take place and anything that you're doing other than trying to get the best out of them i think is counterproductive we have seen many average quarterbacks have success when they have a monster of a team around them and the bears have the ability to build a monster you, you and I are in ingredients in a lot of areas, but when you want to lambast Brock Purdy, you're, 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 you're going down the wrong direction. Well, I'm just using an example. You're right. I, I he's better you. than Grappolo. You, you, and he's, you are going he's, down he's the wrong success. direction. I agree. Let's go to Ted in Lake Geneva. I know what you're saying, York. I do. Ted, you're on ESPN 1000. How are we doing, boys? Good. Good. How are you? Good. You know, I think we're, I'm with you guys on, on fields. 
the the risk of drafting Caleb Williams or Drake May is just way too high. I mean, you know, Jesse loves Kyle Shanahan. Well, it's just two years ago he loved Trey Lance, and that guy lasted five minutes yeah. before he got traded. Exactly. And it's just you, you don't know what you're getting. And I think what we learned from some of our other teams in town is you want the window to be open for a long time, this championship window, but you're not guaranteed that it's going to be open for a long time. So if fields cost you a little bit with, you know, the guaranteed rookie contract versus resetting that clock with, you know, a rookie, he might he's costing you, what, a couple of years maybe? But maybe that's the window. And you can bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. and some other talent, like Yerk said, get some guys in the offensive line. That might be the window. The defense is good enough. You can surround them with some people. I mean, if we got Marvin Harrison Jr., we win Sunday because he's not dropping the ball that Darnell Mooney dropped in the Harold Mary. So – Fields is he can win you games. I, I want to know from your perspective: Is he losing any of these games? Are we losing these games because of him? It doesn't feel like we are. So we just got to maximize them a little bit more. I'll hang up and listen. I think there's some definitive answers, uh, not answers, the def- definitive uh, areas on this team that need to be addressed uh, to get the the whole team to be able to play at, at a level that it can be. I'll tell you what um, is a problem with this offense that he's running now. Um, he's standing in the pocket too long, and when he can't find his receiver, it, it does it does look jittery. Yeah, it does. The whole thing looks jittery. Now, unless he can escape and get that first down against Cleveland, he couldn't escape. Why? Because Cleveland designed it, their pass rush was coming, and then they had a guy that was off the ball about eight yards, and the minute they saw the guy blocked, they came right up the gut and right up the middle, and they were very disciplined in the way they approached getting after Justin Fields, and there, were, there weren't many escape routes. Yeah, there weren't many escape routes. I agree with that. I also agree that when he needs to drop back and just be that passer, especially on third and long. Look, there's going to be some third and longs. You know, third and 15 the other day, and he checked down. Like, Joe Flacco just – even Joe Flacco, you have more confidence in a third and long to drop back and fire a bullet. He did several times. And, 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 there, and there's and weaknesses. Not, listen, I agree. He's not mobile, Joe Flacco, but he's nimble enough – to, to drift slide. away from yeah. where he needs yeah. to be yeah. and get it to where, you know, he's not going to run for, for 19 yards to get a first down. Right. But he's nimble enough to escape, and it's hard to keep uh, coverage for the better part of seven seconds. And and, 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 and the, if that's what Flacco has, it's hard to keep that coverage. we got a break, but I mean, and then go back to Getsy. I mean, the, the third and shorts are such a grind. Yeah. I watched Philly last night. It's the easiest thing in the world. And these third downs, I mean, my God. Ah, that, that, the, who was the one that came across and the I wrote it down? Who's the one that came across? Came across in motion, and then they uh, he couldn't get the first down. Uh, it was game. Travis Scott, Scott, I think. Thirteen, yeah, they came out, and the defensive end just shot up the field. But that, you have, a, got you have a, one of the most mobile. The, you ran it twice and, earlier in the game, and you know what you gained? Ten and eleven yards each time you ran it. Yeah. I mean, so that you go I with know. something. But if the guy's not going to pay attention to everything else that's going on, and he says. If the guy comes in motion, I'm staying upfield. I'm making the tackle. Then they beat you. I mean, Jalen. Would you. you say Fields is more mobile than Jalen Hurts? Yes, like a better runner. Yeah, absolutely. You have one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league, and your third and one is such a grind. Fourth and one, such a grind. Sometimes they get it, but more often than not, they don't. Especially in key spots. We got a break. Jesse Rogers sitting in for Carmen. It's Carmen York on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
Just before 1 o'clock on this sun, sunny Tuesday afternoon, Jesse Rogers sitting in for Carmen. It's Carmen and York till 2. Why don't Sylvie come your way from 2 to 6? Bleck and Abdallah from 6 to 8. Watch us live on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. YouTube on the ESPN Chicago page. We're here till 2. Phone lines are jam, Yurko. We've gotten into a, a nice discussion about this whole thing. I say build around fields. Roll the dice that way. Um, I can live in a I can, you can make you could convince me. You could convince me to keep Eberflus. And and by telling me that these tough days, these tough losses are all such a great learning experience that they will turn into wins next year. I don't know if I believe you, but you could talk me into it. Well, I mean, I'm not certainly going to make an argument that you want to hear. Uh, I'd make you an argument that they play hard for them, Mm -hmm. uh, that they've all stuck together up until about this past loss. They're all together. They're all on the same page. They're all fighting for each some, other. Some things were They're said They're all pulling on the yeah. same side of the rope. Now, at the end of it, everybody's, well, I don't think this is my opinion. I don't. The, the, your, your opinion, this is what a player's opinion is, okay, during the game. I call the defense. Execute the defense. Yeah. In all my years playing, my defense corner, Ray Rhodes, one time came and apologized. said he put us in a bad defense. He put us in a defense where we couldn't win. That's what he said. He goes, and it was his fault. I apologize to you guys for putting you in that defense. Eberflus basically said that, right? They did, no, On they the don't. Third and put, no, they don't put you in defenses that you're not supposed to be successful at. Put you in a defense where you're supposed to get to the quarterback and put extreme pressure on the quarterback. That way, he's got to dump the ball and dump it off quick. Why then weren't you getting that pressure? What happened that that pressure didn't happen when you were bringing theoretically one more person than they should well, have been able to handle? Dropped a lineman into coverage. Well, I understand it's a zone blitz. Do you don't think that's been? You haven't seen zone yes, blitzes? Yes, I have. I, I have. mean, over the course of the last thirty-five years, have you not seen zone blitzes? Eberflus did utilized in a number of different ways. Yeah. I mean, come on! You're acting like this is the, like he brought something out of the mothballs from 1952 and tried to get away with it. No. It's not what he did. Didn't he admit it was a bad call? Am I am I making it's that only, up? It's only a bad call if it doesn't work. No, you sound like Joe Madden. Yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, was right. Um, and, and that's my analogy with David Ross. Like, they left wins on the table. They could have brought him back, but they decided to make the change. Here, same thing. They're leaving wins on the table. Well, how did we not get Otani? We had Craig Council. Yeah. How'd that happen? I don't know. I thought once we got Council, we were guaranteed to get Otani. Isn't it Council's fault? Cubs that, got that out. Otani, I mean, what's going on? Cubs got out. Let's go to Steve on the south side. Get out. They never had a chance because Otani <laughs> was never leaving Los Angeles. Steve on the south side, and, and in honor of Mike North, I'll say that the, the uh, phone lines are lit up like a Christmas tree right now. Beautiful. Go ahead, Steve. And that's what he would say. Beautiful. Yeah. Steve, no. you're up. Hello? You're on, Steve. Steve. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith from the south side. I wanna, I'm just calling out to give a shout-out to that last caller. I agree with him. Uh, you guys, like I've been saying since the beginning of time, you got to build around fields. You got to use those picks. You need like two good superstars on defense, add two receivers, get some receiving core. You need more weapons. You should have won that game. There were wounded Browns. You let me down. I handled my business. You guys didn't handle yours. You should have, you're going to walk through the rest of these teams, but now it's a gut check. Now you got to see like who wants to be on the Chicago Bears and who don't. Your offensive coordinator is terrible. The defense coordinator, some of the calls were terrible. I mean, but still, Fields is is showing you he can be your future. And what are you going to do? Draft the number one quarterback? He's only as good as the guys around him. You can get the Heisman, and he's only good because he's throwing to guys who become second round. I mean, 
you need guys that are stars to work with stars, or else you're just going to be two, three years. The Chicago Bears are going to be four and I mean, you're not going to have a winning record, whereas now you're halfway there already. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Dion on the west side. Dion, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you guys doing? I just want to say that I agree with you on the build around Justin Fields, but I want to point something out. A lot of people who call and got comments need to sit back and get them their favorite drink and think about it logically and say, year one, they keep bringing up these three years of Fields and they're frustrating and tired. Year one, you come in, you got Nick Foles and Andy Dalton and Matt Nagy's experience. There wasn't nothing there. Okay, he's a rookie. We get it. But there really wasn't nothing there to, for us to, like, do a fair evaluation on. Right. Year two, you agree that you're dumping the season. You trade yes. off pieces. You don't have shit there. This is actually, excuse my language, this yeah. is actually the first year that we're going to get an assessment of him, and we still don't have the proper coaching staff on top of the fact that we see missing pieces. So we got to kind of be fair and say, have we given this man a fair evaluation at his job performance? I don't think we have, and it just scares me that if we let talent go, talent might go somewhere like to Pittsburgh where they got the coaching staff in play and they know what they want to do, and then now you see this great talent and say, well, what happened? You know, we have it here, so why not just use your picks wisely Build around him because the great thing about the NFL is this. If you build the team and the only thing you need is the quarterback, you can almost go out and get the quarterback on free agency. You can bring in a veteran if you think that you're Super Bowl ready. Or it- you draft the guy then because you got the team and you got all the pieces. Go get the team and the pieces. We can always get the quarterback in 2025. You can get that kid from Duke. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, just build a monster around this guy. And I guess if he doesn't work out, if he really is holding you back, you, you find the right guy for this system and you figure it out. Um, I, I agree with just about everything he said, except for this. Let's not, let's not just be on one side of the, the, the ledger on this, Yurko. I have my criticisms of Fields. What I have learned something over the first three years, that he's probably not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay? okay. And, and a top 10 pick might be. You never know. He's probably not that, but once we accept that and understand what he is, he can still win you a Super Bowl. So let's not comp- let's not. There's um, only one Hall of Fame quarterback that's out there right now, and his name's Patrick Mahomes. Exactly, and he then is, he's got to continue to keep doing what he's doing, and he makes other for the people next better. seven, eight years. Let's not let the the the. Um, like I said four weeks ago, after a loss, I thought Justin Fields should come back at quarterback. I already said I talked myself into it that day. I also talked myself in the Eberflus coming back. Now, let's, is Eberflus going to have to change off the offense, offensive side of the ball and the offense coordinators? Probably. Let, and let's, get a more veteran guy or get somebody that's more accustomed or maybe that had worked with Lamar Jackson in the past. Hour number two coming up next. Carmen and Yurko here on ESPN 1000.